0: Welcome back, Bitcoin Accumulation Country. My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. We are in Season 2 and this is Episode 50. Well, thank you very much for joining me. We're coming up on the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be one of, the, uh, one of the final episodes of the year. I think I've got uh, one more interview, and like last year, I'm probably going to do a shout-out episode around New, uh, around new Year's, you know, just, to, just to give props and thanks to you know, a lot of the, uh, the Bitcoiners and developers out there that, uh, you know, that have made it fun and uh, that have helped me along the way. But anyways, uh, for this episode, I've got a very special announcement besides the wonderful person that I'm going to be interviewing from Trezor – I just wanted to announce to everybody that the funwithbitcoin.com website is live. So come and check us out over there. Everything fun with Bitcoin is up there. And eventually when I'm done finally converting all of my audio tracks to uh, video format, uh, the YouTube channel is also going to be available. I mean, it's already there now, but it's not really up to date. Okay, no more announcements. Let's jump right into my interview discussion with Katoshi from the Trezor team. She is the head of social media. So let's see what's going on at Trezor with Katoshi. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I have a very special guest from the Trezor team, um, somebody who I actually got to know through the uh, Taco Carnivore Bitcoin Plebes group. Um, And... I feel that I feel that she's very level-headed, and I always, uh, from the arguments or the discussions that I've seen in the group, I, I always feel that uh, that she brings a very objective point. And you know what? I, I really wanted to uh, to find out what she's all about. So who am I talking about? It's Katoshi from the Treasure Team. Katoshi, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast
1: hey (laughs) hey thanks for inviting this is i think a very special event for me because this is like my very first podcast so thank you very much yay really happy.
0: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad that that you chose to uh to come on and um yeah, it's a treasure being my uh, you know, like my go-to, my go-to main wallet. Um it's just a, you know, it's a privilege for me to actually get somebody um, you know, from the team to uh, to come on and talk. So I really appreciate it. So
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>
0: um, as with, uh, as with tradition on the, uh, the fun <laughs> with Bitcoin podcast, I always like to, uh, to go into the, uh, the rabbit hole story. So I'm sure that there was a uh, Katoshi before, before Bitcoin. And uh, how did, uh, how did you get here?
1: Uh, well, I would say it's actually a long story. Um, I think I was, I think it actually started like super long time Um uh, because I was always like kinda anarchistic in my views. And I also studied economics. So for me, it was always like um, a very interesting question about money in general. Like wh- what is the money and what is the value of money? So for me, it was always complicated. And I remember when I studied uh, at the university, I always had to argue with, uh, some <clears throat> with some professors or whatever, like about the value of money. And they usually said that I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it, and they um, ordered me to stay like after the lessons, and then we went through the materials like again and again, and I was like, okay, I will just uh, <laughs> just learn, just uh, retell what, whatever you told me, but I will like stay with my own opinion. Yeah, so it was always interesting for me. And then uh, my dad is actually also like a software developer and he's an IT architect. And uh, yeah, I remember he told about um, like uh, like new digital money that we will use um, like in a very near time. Uh, but he uh, told that uh, we need like, uh, like very convenient uh, means to use this money. So um, he was waiting for like some kind of wallet, but, but I think he told about <laughs> some kind of like web, web wallet, like convenient web wallets uh, to use uh, bitcoins. But then, actually, I completely forgot about it because I, I was busy arguing at the university. So it just uh, like completely went, you know, just passed by me.
0: So, so hold yeah. on a second. I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to cut you off. But so your yeah. your father, your your father is the one that was talking to you about about Bitcoin or digital money.
1: Uh yeah yeah, I think it was uh, him who actually first uh, mentioned it. So. I considered this uh, the first time I heard about Bitcoin, but (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, but I have to say that, yeah, I didn't pay attention at first. (laughs) And then actually I rediscovered Bitcoin a few few times uh, after. Um, I remember when I worked in a digital agency, it was some, I don't remember, it was like 215, I guess. So like super... um, super long, long time ago. And uh, there was some news about the next Bitcoin pump. It was, uh, I guess, maybe $50, I I don't really remember, but um, I remember that this news reached us and everyone in the agency was like having fun and just making fun of this stuff because like some magical internet money. Uh, and I was like no guys don't understand. This is really cool. Like uh, this is like uh, so much energy. like I want to know more about this So yeah, th- that's how I was like reintroduced again, but there was actually no one in my um, like uh, Close circle who would uh, share this um, News with me, so I was like completely on my own also. I was easy. Yeah, but then um Yeah, then I just started to work in Bitcoin full time and that was like pretty awesome. So I think I consider myself like a Bitcoiner probably since um, the beginning of 2017, I guess. Like despite I I knew about this uh, for quite a long time ago. Yeah. Did so that, um, story. <laughs>
0: did did you uh, that that's awesome by the way. I'm gonna go back to a couple of things that you said at the beginning. <laughs> so so uh, so you said you consider yourself a Bitcoiner since 2017. So did you uh, did you ever get sucked into shitcoins? Like like did um, you did you ever understand yeah. that they're because you're you're you go the your roots go back to like anarchy uh, anarchy and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about that. But um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So did uh, did shitcoins ever fascinate you? Did you ever
1: get fooled? No, actually, um, I had some like very small portfolio when I uh, when I worked um, at a payment provider, because they had their own token. It was like the beginning of 2017. It was so uh, like uh, ambitious and the market was just growing every day. Yeah, so I had a like um, portfolio and I wanted to learn trading, actually. So (laughs) I kept it just to try Uh, Try this stuff and um, yeah, that were actually like pretty funny times. I remember that I pumped some some shit coins on some dead exchange, it was uh, super fun. And then uh, some people in the chat got those uh, signals from the bot and they were like, Oh, it's pumping! and I was like, Just having fun there, yeah, but actually (laughs) never considered it as uh, something serious. So, I mean.
0: Like, it was just fun for you, right? Like Yeah, just
1: fun. Yeah, and maybe learning trading because I was interested, like, uh, how it works and all those uh, signals and sentiments, how it just drives the market. It was pretty interesting for me because uh, this was uh, a little bit a part of my job because I remember every time we launched ads, the price of the token grew. And... uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was actually a little bit stupid, fun, and yeah, I think that's basically all with shitcoins. So that's,
0: <laughs> that's <it. laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so I want to go back to something you uh, you you started with saying. Um, so, what I guess what was it that that got you into thinking that there there's something wrong? Because at least for me, as a as a kid growing up and looking around, you know, like I just inherently was a critical thinker. And I was like, you know, why are are we just accepting this? You know, like when it was explained to me that the, Mm -hmm. you know, the government just prints money and we just all use it and we just accept this. And it's just like, you know, so I guess what, what was it that made you think that there's, there's something wrong or something can um... be better?
1: Well, I was born in Ukraine, and uh, I still like have my family here. So for me, it was always like tied really hard with the like uh, hard economic uh, situations in situation in the country. Um, I remember that it started really to to blow me off when we started to take a lot of credits from IMF, mm-hmm. and um, I know that from like economic perspective, this is uh, just it just turns country like more into poverty so people don't actually get any anything, it just creates uh, more debt and um, like the country survives as long as it takes those credits from IMF. So if it stops just to take those credits, I mean, the economy will be like in the total S. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so basically like no, nothing actually fixes any, anything. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and I didn't want it because uh, we had uh, quite a lot of cri- crisis here. And uh, after 2008, actually, it was a time when we uh, started to take those credits, like, more act- actively. And for me, it seemed like a very wrong wrong move because uh, we don't create anything. We just make pe- we just make poor people even more poor. So, um, yeah, and from the other point, like... Um, like what you have said that just printing money <laughs> I mean what is the value of that money and I learned a little bit um, when I started um, um, to learn about money just about the history of money and uh, for me it was just fascinating that like in the very early times money had some social value mm-hmm. and I was always like looking for that uh, value in the modern, modern money and I actually can't find it because Because, like, as you say, it's just printing, printing, printing. And that's how we just um, make, like, the global economy sufficient. Yeah, but, I mean, just the whole cycle of the money, like, creation. And then when when you get this money as a wage. And then when you spend this money. I mean, all this cycle seems, like, uh, so fake. And it also reflects on the goods and just products that we buy and that are being created. I'm sorry for the notification.
0: <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's, uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? Because when the money is mm-hmm. cheap, the the production is cheap, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's face it, you know, you're not incentivized to build higher quality or lower time preference type of products, right? That would last you longer mm-hmm. or anything like that. Why would you? You know, yeah, but, but... I mean,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that like this whole economy, like because the money don't have this value, and then the economy just starts to be like really fake. And the products, like, do we need that many products? I guess no, because like even seventy percent of people, like, like in the whole world, they don't give a fuck about like all the brands um, that exist. So I mean, this is just like pure statistics. So people don't give a fuck about these products. They want. They actually we just force into this consumerism and for me as economist it was a little bit strange to study economics but also have this uh, like uh, like this type of thinking because it it goes just in a totally different direction but I would say that this hole was this rabbit hole was much bigger than just money it was also about like economics and about um, just in general our lives and that we spend so much time on on just making this economics run <laughs> but in in the end we just don't have time for ourselves so what actually do we do here and i'm really happy to hear that for example when i was talking to my colleague and he said that bitcoin totally changed my uh, life because i don't work at the bullshit jobs <laughs> anymore <laughs> and this is this is really cool and if someone is actually interested in to digging in this more because i think it's really very connected I uh, really recommend to read a book um, by um, Grabber, and it is called "Bullshit Jobs." So it it really much explains all the all this uh, like social, uh, social economics uh, processes that happen in the world right now. And so, I think that Bitcoin is very much the answer.
0: So so hold on a second. It's called it's called "Bullshit Jobs." Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm going to, uh, I'll, um, we'll, we'll post a link to that in the show notes. That's awesome. Yeah, I, ne- I cool. never heard of that book. That's pretty cool. I was actually, yeah. mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you, um, because uh, just to go back to uh, what you were talking about, uh, you know, about like anarchy and whatnot, like, uh, was there any, was there any books? I mean, besides what you saw, what was going on in the world, like, were there any, was there any like literature or any books that really like struck a chord with you that, that, that you read back then? that you remember?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I remember that uh, I read pretty a uh, lot of uh, different literature. I always like to read something like on the edge of different disciplines, just to understand like the processes that happen like in, in uh, the bigger depth. And um, um, I'm just trying to remember what, what actually influenced me at that time. <laughs> i remember that i was very much uh into like spiritual growth and stuff and that also yep. made me think about i think it's very much like connected when you start start to think like um about some spiritual things like in the end you come to the like okay what am i doing here how can i spend my time better and then you start to dig 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 and in the end you just uh, see this like the whole system of the world and how much it is flowed and crooked and, <laughs> and yeah how- so yeah i'm just it- trying to to find uh, some books because i have this problem i don't remember the authors i can remember the names or the details from the books like what was actually said or even paragraphs but i don't remember the names but no, no, um
0: no worries we'll come back to it we'll co- oh we'll, great yeah yeah we'll come back to it that's all good um but uh here just uh, just switching gears though so so then like when did you start working in bitcoin you said like what was it 2017
1: yeah it was uh yeah 2017
0: what was the um, what was the mm-hmm. first uh, project that 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 you worked on
1: <laughs> it was um like uh, the payments of future and it was uh, like very ambitious just to like basically to make a reserve payment uh ecosystem yeah Well, I can't really explain it. But I I, I thought that this is like, uh, very innovative and really cool. And uh, I remember that people were so motivated to make it. And uh, they actually hunted me from the job I really loved. So I was like, very hesitating. um, Just should I join or not? But then oh, wow. i decided but yeah it didn't last actually for for long because as soon as we started to work we saw so many flaws just in um in the management mm-hmm. and um in the end it actually turned out that uh, owners wanted to basically like to scam people and that was the oh. point yeah when i decided to quit but also I was. Um, I always actually care about, like, people more than the job. So, for me, it was, like, like I'm qu- quitting 100%, but I need to, to just to warn people. And it was, like, very complicated because I couldn't say anyone, you know, like, very directly, like, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> just get off the shit because uh, this is, some shit is happening. Yeah. So, I couldn't. Yeah, but I teamed that- up. Up with some uh, community members, and we made like a really good uh, research about uh, like what is happening. And uh, and actually, what the funny thing? Why we started because this company was scammed by another another company. What? <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, two thousand seventeen were very wild times when everyone wanted to scum everyone. So it was like really, really like very uh, <laughs> interesting scenario when. You're you're a big company, but you're scammed by another company. (laughs) This is so funny. So we started from (laughs) investigating that uh, scam company and um, yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. Uh, We found all the data like on people and stuff. Uh, I mean, the scammers were not very, um, not very smart. Yeah, they weren't very sophisticated. Yeah, not very sophisticated. Um, Yeah, so we just made a report and shared it with community like anonymously and I think since then it was like pretty clear. Yeah, but actually, yeah, I I still believe that they still have their chats and people are probably waiting for something there because even in in March of this year, I checked the chat because I was really curious and there were still some people. So I don't know, maybe it's just some illness. I don't
0: know. It's really it's really bad because you know, you're talking about scams like you you know, I mean back in 2017, right? We had mm-hmm. like, you know, BitConnect and all that crap. And yeah. there and there are tons of people that that are just sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. still waiting for the, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever it is to pump. So <laughs> it's like it, it I, it's it's just sad, you know. It's like these people don't want to let go, and it's like, listen, like you know, whoever it was that took your money is long gone, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: But I, I actually think these people, um, I think they understand all that risks and possibilities, and that they can be scammed because, like, why they are there, like, are the first reason, like, to be to is just for the fast gains. Mm-hmm. So you can't really uh, you can't really meet any fundamentalists there. So,
0: um, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Let let me uh, let me ask you this. Um, so after you were done with the uh, with that project, what was the uh, what was the next step? <laughs>
1: um, the next step was um, I, I really wanted to find some project uh, which has a real product, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was really hard. I remember there were like quite a lot of uh, like uh, open positions, but nothing so interesting. Mm. Uh, but also I was not in a very good situation because I had to quit like really fast. Um, so basically I had to find uh, like, <laughs> like 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 uh, today I'm quitting and tomorrow uh, I needed to get s- something else. So uh, I joined uh, the cryptocurrency exchange and um uh, cool. yeah worked there for almost a year um I think it was really a cool project we were were really motivated and we worked on like um like um implementing as many um fiat gateways as possible, just to make oh. uh, crypto more accessible to people so let mm-hmm.
0: me let me ask you something about fiat gateways mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that it like how how difficult, I mean, I don't know how much you know about it, but, like, mm-hmm. how difficult mm-hmm. is it to get set up? Mm-hmm. Because I honestly believe that, like, that is one of the biggest barriers to entry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you need a lot of lawyers and I feel like you need a lot of, just a lot of funding to be able to push that part through.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, well, we implemented maybe, like, uh, three or four. But the problem was they actually had like really high fees and uh, of course users didn't like it. And also there are many restrictions like uh, like geographical restrictions. Also then the amounts like on how many (laughs) physically bitcoins you can buy like uh, the withdrawals and all that stuff. It was like really complicated and also the the QAC stuff. Uh, like many people don't like it, I don't like it as well. But uh, for some people, it's really a a solution. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, I would say it was quite a nightmare to find the really convenient payment provider. And as far as I know, like you can't have like just one, you you will have like 10, 20 and just uh, give this uh, variety.
0: And everybody, you're paying different fees and everybody has different agreements.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different agreements like uh, they have all their own uh, like uh, jurisdictions and stuff and like, uh, yeah, it was a nightmare. So
0: so so let me ask you this. How how did you how did you get to to working with uh, on, on Trezor? Because I mean, like Trezor's, like you know, I mean, if I was to sit there and think of like you know the the Bitcoin companies, right? There's you know like there's Blockstream, there's Lightning Labs, you know you've got Casa, you know there's like you know there's obviously traces companies like Armory, like there there's some you know there's like some big names, and to me Trezor, you know when it comes to hardware wallets, obviously, you know Trezor is you know to me the 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 standard. So how did you? how did you end up on that awesome team
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it happened um it was very strange and uh, i didn't expect this and i i wasn't even looking for a job i just wanted to i just wanted to, to help my friend to find a job uh so i just posted a tweet like um like if someone has some open positions just post them and just let me know and uh, I remember that uh, Pavel from Trezor, he replied to this message. I don't even know how, how did he notice it because I'm not sure he was like following me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the power of the Twitter feed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, and he sent me the link and I was just uh, looking through and I was like, oh, okay, so you have just some interesting positions. Maybe I would like to uh, just to apply myself. <laughs> and it was... Um, for me at first it was just uh just like exploring the possibility because i was pretty i was pretty satisfied with my job and I, I i think i was at a cool position i was like the chief marketing officer and here i'm like suddenly doing social media which is not like my core profile but i was really i don't know just something told me like yeah just just try so i told him that probably i will apply um at this position and he was like, uh, yeah, I checked your like profiles and I think you, you can just fit. And I was like, okay. And uh, yeah, the next week I had the interview and uh, in one, one week later, yeah, we just committed that they will hire me.
0: <laughs> that is awesome.
1: So, yeah, that, that was interesting. So yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so tell me like, uh, what do you, uh, I guess like, you know, like what what do you what do you do for treasure? What do you do with treasure?
1: <laughs> yeah, usually people even don't ask me this question because they think that I just uh, like sit in Twitter uh, all the time.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, I, I mean, everybody like look, everybody's got to do something, and and the landscape the landscape definitely definitely changes. So mm. you know, like it, it's it's definitely not just sitting on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's like, you know, like being the head of social media is like, oh, you're probably uh, you're probably in Twitter all the time. And I'm like, no, that's only like uh, maybe 20 percent of my job. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I, I deal just with strategy in, in general for mm-hmm. all the social media. So basically it's like creating. Uh, like a part of communication strategy like what do we say like our tone of voice how do we communicate Mm -hmm. uh like which topics we want to just push forward like how we want want to be perceived or just um you know like just to be ourselves and just maybe to um gain those like loyal people i mean it really can depend on the goals and then the other part is just doing some uh part of uh, Maybe just business relationships because uh, somehow I, I I got involved in that. Yeah, so like pretty pretty a lot of stuff and also what actually goes in, into general marketing like some promotions and even just in product marketing like uh, constant feedback and stuff. So basically, it's like like communications in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OK, so very cool. Yeah.
0: So so, I mean, I, I don't know if this is really like your aspect or or if you ever get like do you get people coming to you like offering feedback about the product or anything like that?
1: Uh, sometimes, sometimes it happens. Yeah, if people. Yeah, If people. If someone really has feedback, I'm like very open and I always pass this to the departments who like can get this feedback and do something. Uh, do something with it so every time I see something I just pass to the people responsible and we think how we can improve it or but usually I get the response that we are working on it's like it's already in in the roadmap so I think in the future we will see like some really cool uh, features to be implemented
0: um so a couple of I, I don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago that uh that, that I saw this whole like discussion between like uh, what was it you know that uh, that we were talking about like between like treasure and cold card and there was like it was like this whole big argument I, I didn't even understand what anybody was arguing about um, it was like something <laughs> like I don't even know like was it a vulnerability that was found or I, I don't I don't even know what that was but I guess the whole reason'm I'm, I'm mentioning this is because mm-hmm. how how often do you get like, do do you get trolls that just sit there and every freaking tweet that you put out about treasure just like shit on it? Like, do you do you get that often?
1: Or? <laughs> yeah, I really get that often, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And How do you handle set. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't even I don't even know what to say sometimes. <laughs> well, sometimes I, I really get nervous because it's not that I'm taking it personal. But for me, it's really important how people perceive the brand. And uh, mm-hmm. I really can say that a lot of like bullshit is going on because people have different opinions. But actually, no one from us is an expert. Mm-hmm. So, that's right. Uh, yeah. So that's why you have this like uh, small tribes that say like this product is bad and <laughs> this product is good. But no one can actually verify it. Nope. Like, except the person who probably says (laughs) that something is good, something is bad. But I think that, uh, yeah, the problem is just uh, probably we have to, I don't know, to cooperate somehow. And just uh, if we really want to know, we can cooperate and learn the hardware together because I'm like the same user as everyone else. And what I'm actually doing right now, I'm just gathering all the information available about the like uh, architecture all those chips blah 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 all, all the stuff like how it works, like all the vulner like possible vulnerabilities how can you um how can you just uh buy some security features and all this stuff i just want to know it i just want to understand and uh, just yeah. want to just want to reduce all this uh, bullshit that is going on and uh, yeah being uh, thrown on me so basically for me it's like I would say that every week there is like some shitstorm happening, <laughs> <laughs> and Pavel even said that you're probably never bored since you joined us. And I'm like, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's I, I don't see how you can be but number one. Number one, like Bitcoin time just f- flies by. So like one week feels like a year. So it, yeah. it's, it's just like it, it seems like so much happens all the time. So I can yeah, exactly. definitely see how you're not bored. Uh, for sure. <laughs> especially, especially not part of Trezor, you know, like it's, it's always for some reason, there's, there's always such a battle with the hardware wallets. And I can tell you from like, having a, a small meetup at work and, and talking to people about all the different hardware wallets and everything like that. It's like, it, it's, um th- this is the way I explain it. Okay, this is the way I explain it mm-hmm. to people. Like, um, everybody is going to have a different learning curve, so everybody is going to it like it, it is going to have a slight variation in the type of hardware wallet that they want to use. Like, um, so meaning that you're a person using a Trezor, um, you have to be able to use a browser. You know, like that. That that's about it. It's it's very simple. It doesn't have like a very extended learning curve, right? Mm-hmm. But like and I'm not shitting on cold card in any way. I have two of them. Like I, I like that product as well. Um but that product is much more for an advanced user. It it's it, it's it doesn't have a it doesn't have a simple and advanced. Like if I'm not mistaken, Trezor is eventually or may already have the partially signed Bitcoin transactions or is going to?
1: Um, not yet. Not I think yet. the end of Q1.
0: But like and and I know to mm-hmm. a technical person that seems like something easy to do, okay? Like that mm-hmm. seems like, oh yeah, you know, like that—that's an easy thing to do. But to a non-technical person, which is the average person out there, doing mm-hmm. a partially signed Bitcoin transaction with an air-gapped hardware wallet, that—that's mm-hmm. like that's nerd shit, you know? Like yeah. that—that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Like it's—it's it's not end user. It's not—it's not like you know what I mean. Like retail end user experience, you know? Yeah, like that—that that, it, it's mm-hmm. like to me, like you know, even like. Trezor gets a little bit closer to that. You plug the, you know, you plug the device in, which we understand, of course. You, know, you have the computer, and all of a sudden, that makes a possible point of attack and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's easier for a person to understand that, get into it, feel comfortable with what they're doing. So I always tell people, I'm like, you know what? You're going to get a hardware wallet, start with a Trezor, and then once you understand that, if you decide that you need the air gapping and you need these other features, well, then you can start looking at a cold card you know so and i know like people are going to disagree with with me on that and that's perfectly <laughs> fine but at the end of the day you either want people to join this ecosystem and have a positive user experience where they go on to tell other people and you know actually get mm-hmm. to partake in it safely or you have people that struggle through it and just give up so <laughs> yeah
1: i actually totally agree with you i'm and i'm totally fine with people using different uh, hardwares i mean i i think like because all of them are different uh like Trezor is open source ledger like is not cold card is uh i would say not fully open source (laughs) Um, yeah yeah so i'm totally fine and i think that uh everyone should decide uh what to use and uh just according to their, like, threat model and uh, according to their, like, uh, technical literacy, like, if they feel they're ready, like, why not, like, do the multi with whatever you want. And uh, yeah, just u- use it how, how you want. But uh, I, I would say that, like, I really agree with you on that Trezor, like, even for me, it was, like, very easy, because if you look at some other wallets, you just see that tutorials, like how to start with uh, blah, 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 wallet. Yeah. And the, when I got to the treasure for me, it was like, okay, I will start to do it just without any tutorials. And I was even a little bit scared because it went, like, so smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so easy. Like, I mean, <laughs> someone will say that uh, I'm just pushing right now some marketing, cheap marketing stunt. But, but really, like, uh. a few steps, and it was set up. I got like all the stuff like the backup the passphrase and I was like wait is that all and on each step I was like no I'm probably doing something wrong it can be so easy (laughs) but yeah in the end it's just super easy and super sleek and yeah
0: I was super nervous I the same thing as you exactly I was super nervous when I first set up my my Trezor um And I I thought that it was going to be super complicated and everything like that. And and Mm -hmm. to your point, it it really was that simple. And just for for disclosure, uh, you know, I don't get paid by Trezor. I'm not sponsored by Trezor (laughs) or anything like that. So (laughs) at at least, you you know, like somebody who's not part of that team, I can tell you I really enjoyed the user experience and thought that, like, it Mm -hmm. can't be that easy, you know? Mm -hmm. So because I I definitely was. Like, I was totally nervous about getting one. And I almost got a, a ledger. Um, and to be honest, the reason I didn't go with with the ledger um, was that I liked the fact that Trezor is open source. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like to to me, like that's, you know, that that was a that that was a point of, uh, you know, like a point of sale in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of the hardware wallet and the security. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just to uh, just to switch topics though a bit something mm-hmm. a little less Bitcoin, but a little more going back to uh, to your to your philosophy because I was looking at your uh, at your profile and uh, mm-hmm. it says uh, it says that you uh, it, it says stoic. So I, I'm like I, I personally I, I feel terrible right It's like th- th- there's so many of us that go around and, and we, we practice certain things and we have no idea that they actually have labels or even material mm-hmm. behind them. And stoicism is extremely interesting to me. And, uh, I, I feel like it has a lot of relation to like, um, you know, bear attention, um, or, mm-hmm. or what, or what they call mindfulness, you know, like mm-hmm. the, and, uh, I just wanted to know like, what like, how did you, I guess like, <laughs> like, like where, where did that come from? Right. And, and how do you, do you see that fitting in with, with Bitcoin somehow? And yeah, <clears throat> it's broad. Well, it's a broad question.
1: Yeah. Really broad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um. I think, I think I started to be interested in stoicism, like, uh, when I was 18 or so, I I really had a depression that was uh, really, really the reason why I started to look into some spiritual growth and stuff. And somehow, somehow, uh, it seems to me like I invented the stoicism before, like for, for myself, even before I got to know about this. So it was uh, really cool. I remember like one of that uh, like spiritual practices was like for two weeks, uh, you just have to stop being a human. It was really hard exercise because you had to like get rid of all the feelings and uh, you still have to like live your daily life but you have to really control your feelings and what you react uh, react, uh, on or to. So um, yeah, it was really hard. I remember that at the end, um, like two weeks uh, passed and um, I remember that I just started to cry when I saw a kitten because it was just, I was just mind blown by the beauty of the kitten. And I think it really like shifted my, uh, my reaction, my, my emotional reactions on everything because like uh, I think, I I just realized that in the end, it's only we who decide how do we react and on what we react. So yeah, I think I was like very, very sensitive. I mean, I'm still sensitive, but I can choose like, uh, where can I be sensitive or when I just don't want to be sensitive? Because I always think like, okay, if I will be like sensitive right now, will it help me or like, what will be the outcome? Like, will I think? like rationally or not. So yeah, I think I just, uh, it just shifted my thinking process and my reactions. And then I actually, um, like many years later, I was reading through something. And uh, this. I remember I was just no, I was just telling something about uh, this process. And someone told me, okay, so you're stoic, and you don't have like any emotions. Like after that, and I was like, uh, No, no, you just don't totally understand.
0: So just, so, uh, just, just to add to what you're saying, like um, I, I tried to explain this uh, to to my father, not through stoicism, but through bare attention and mindfulness, mm-hmm. and and he said something very similar. It's like, so what? You're just gonna go around like a robot and be emotionless? Mm-hmm. It's like that's not yeah. how that works. It's it, it's about controlling your emotions, and yeah. and not only that, but it's it's also about understanding that when we, you know, when you get into an argument or you get into a discussion, oftentimes. When a person is reacting, they aren't they aren't actually reacting to the the situation. They are reacting mm-hmm. to their emotional condition at that point.
1: Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it really it really helps you to cope like with complaining <laughs> because you know some people just complain all the time, but it, I don't know, it just sucks out your energy and what the point of complaining. So yeah i remember that it also helped me just to stop complaining and uh, i really started to see things like more in a positive way just in life even when something like that i don't like happens i'm like well like what can i do i mean it it happens and now i have to think like how do i cope with that but i i think that yeah i don't have that emotions I don't run i don't just <laughs> cry or whatever i just start to think about like the solutions like how to cope with that yeah because um, i think that complaining or just ranting on the thing that you can't control so you, you just waste your time you waste your time
0: them. and you waste your energy and and let's be honest mm-hmm. but you know i, I think that I, I don't know if stoicism talks about this but in um you know, the, the more that you complain, um, you're, you're just putting that out there and you're actually, Mm -hmm. if you believe in this, you know, the, you're actually giving that negativity to all of your cells. And by saying it out loud, you're actually making it real. So it's like, you know, if somebody sits there and constantly wakes up every morning and says that their life is garbage, (laughs) it's not going to take long for their life to actually become garbage, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I would say that's, yeah, that reality uh, is very much based on our perception. So how do we perceive ourselves and how do we perceive the world? It's actually the world we live in. And sometimes it doesn't correlate with the, like reality of other people or with some ultimate reality that that we cannot know because we don't share this like great consciousness or whatever. So it's all in our heads and how do you um, manage all that inner stuff, it, it really, really pretty much defines your life.
0: It, it really does. It, it absolutely does. Um, um, do you, okay, so for this one, do you have any, because like I'm even, uh, you know, like I, even, even I went and got myself like uh, on Audible, like one of those, like, you know, the handbook for Stoics. So I, I have to ask if you have, if somebody wants to get into Stoicism or look more into it, do you have any recommendation, like a starting point?
1: Um yeah, there are quite a few uh quite a few good books. Like um maybe it would be really good to start with some like personalities, just read what they what they have written, like uh Seneca, for example, or Epictetus. Sene- yeah.
0: Seneca. And uh, and uh
1: also of course Marcus Aurelius.
0: That's right, that's right, Mark.
1: Yeah, I would start with those uh, three guys, and uh, I think it's quite easy to read them. And uh, yeah, I think it it will just flow naturally. And uh, the one who will read it will understand that it's not like about being a robot, but yeah, just being mit- mindful.
0: That's really what it is. It, it is mm-hmm. it, it is truly mindfulness. It's like, um, it's like uh, the philosophy ported over from the east. You know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but more applied let's say to um like more applied to like modern day yeah
1: you know I agree.
0: so it's, it's it's pretty cool i i like it a lot i didn't even realize like there there was this type of application like i had been reading this type of stuff but in mm-hmm. re, in relation to um more like magic um mm-hmm. Or like you know, like kind of like uh, they call it like Masonic magic in a way, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just has to do again with meditation, breathing exercises, and you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool stuff to actually um, see this type of application, but applied to something a little less, I guess we'd call it like mystical or something mm-hmm. like that. Because Stoicism mm-hmm. is very like, if you ask me, it's kind of like the application of um you know kind of like consciousness control or conscious control mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. set in you know like everyday modern life mm-hmm. you know so
1: yeah i mean i agree I, I think it really helps i actually find it uh pretty um amazing that even those like uh greeks hey <laughs> i see someone i know <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so they were into those topics uh, like in those ancient times and we read it today and we still find it like applicable to our lives. So, yeah, that's really amazing that our lives are so different, but the principles are actually stay the same.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and and what's interesting is that you know Stoic principles and whatnot. I mean, these are all like if you ask me, you know, like these are ancient ideas that have carried forth, and and they're timeless. And the and what makes mm-hmm. them timeless is because they're constantly applicable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what yep, I mean? Like I it's agree. like it's it's pretty cool stuff. So okay, we're gonna we're gonna switch off. We're gonna switch off the philosophical and scaring everybody stuff, and go back to to some tech stuff. Uh, but uh, okay, so let me ask you this: uh, is there is there anything that you're allowed to to share with us that's coming up uh, for Trezor? Because it's gonna be the new year soon. We're gonna have proof of keys. Mm-hmm. I mean, proof of keys celebration seems like it should it should be a Trezor type thing, right? Because because you know Trezor's a hardware wallet, and it helps us prove you know that we've got our keys. <laughs> So, do you yeah. guys have anything? Uh, anything you're allowed to share? Anything cool,
1: uh, or not? Well, <laughs> well, I'd love to share like everything I know, but I <laughs> that, <laughs> that even I don't know everything. Uh, certainly, some information uh, like is not uh, public public, but um, I think that till the end of year we won't see like some huge major. Um, um, use but it, I think that Q1 should be pretty busy. Cool. Um, we are going to launch launch Treasure Suit finally, and that should be a really cool application just to improve the user experience.
0: I'm sorry. Wh- what is it
1: called, Treasure? Treasure Suit.
0: Treasure Suit. Okay. Yeah. Or or Treasure
1: Suite. <laughs> Treasure Suite. No. Okay. Uh, Treasure Suit. <laughs> <yeah>. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's uh, it's the type of application like Ledger has.
0: Okay. Um,
1: yeah, so it should improve uh, the experience of Trezor users. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, people really demanded that one, so we are working on it. Uh, also, we are working on PSBTs, of course, and I think that we will see that also in um, in Q Q one. So I guess, uh, yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> very cool, very cool. Okay, so look, I mean, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know for you, it's like six hours later or whatever. So thank you so much for, you know, for coming thank on you. my podcast. If, if people want to reach you, what's the, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Uh, the best way is to ping me uh, in Twitter. Cool. Yeah, I'm Bitcoin Katya there. So I think that's pretty easy to find me yeah so that's it. that's uh my this that's my source of everything of communication news information so i'm almost all time there
0: <laughs> cool very cool so i'll put your uh, i'll put your contact details in the show notes
1: mm-hmm. thank you
0: all right thank, thanks thank you so thank much you. for being
1: on <laughs> thanks it was a great talk
0: cheers i hope everybody enjoyed my interview with katoshi from the treasure team um Her contact details will be in the show notes as well. My contact details, as always, um, I'm CoinIcarus on Telegram and Twitter. And if you want to reach out to me by email, I'm funwithbitcoin at protonmail.com. And of course, if you want to support the Fun With Bitcoin podcast, just head over to moedarags.com. Go over to All Clothing and then Fun With Bitcoin podcast and check out our merch. Catch you all next time. Thanks for listening.